Hello, welcome to the Bible Podcast. Today is February 7th. We're reading through Leviticus, the third of five books authored by Moses. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Today we're reading chapters 13 and 14. Let's get started. The Lord told Moses and Aaron, Anyone who has a swelling, a rash, or a spot on the skin that may be an infectious skin disease must be taken to Aaron the priest or to one of his descendants. The priest will inspect whatever is on the skin. If the hair there has turned white and if their issue seems to be more than something on the surface, it is a serious skin disease, and the priest who inspects it will declare the person unclean. But if the spot is only a white discoloration and doesn't seem to be more than superficial, and if the hair on the spot has not turned white, the priest will place the person in isolation for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest will conduct another inspection, and if he discovers that the spot hasn't changed or hasn't spread on the skin, the priest must place the person in isolation for another seven days. On the seventh day after this, the priest will inspect it again. If the spot has faded and has not spread on the skin, the priest will declare the person clean, since it was a rash. They must wash their clothes and will be clean. However, if the rash does spread after the person has been inspected by the priest and has been declared clean, the person must go back to be inspected again. If the priest discovers that the rash has spread, he must declare the person unclean because it is certainly a skin disease. Anyone who develops an infectious skin disease must be taken to the priest. The priest will inspect them, and if there is a white swelling on the skin and the hair there has turned white, and there is an open wound in the swelling, it is a serious skin disease, and the priest must declare them unclean. He doesn't need to place the person in isolation because they are unclean. However, if the skin disease affects all their skin so that it covers their skin from head to toe, everywhere the priest can see, the priest shall inspect them, and if the disease has covered their entire body, he will declare the person clean. As it has all turned white, they are clean. But if any open sores appear, then the person will be found ceremonially unclean. When the priest discovers an open wound, he must declare the person unclean. The open wound is unclean. It is an infectious skin disease. But if the open wound heals and becomes white, the person must go back to the priest. The priest will inspect them again, and if the wound has turned white, the priest is to declare the person clean, then they are clean. When a boil comes up on someone's skin and then it heals, and a white swelling or a reddish-white spot appears in its place, they must show themselves to the priest. The priest shall inspect it, and if it seems to be more than something on the surface, and if the hair there has turned white, the priest shall declare him unclean. It is a serious skin disease that has infected the boil. However, if when the priest inspects it and it doesn't have white hair in it and doesn't seem to be more than superficial and it is faded, the priest is to place the person in isolation for seven days. If then the spot has spread further on the skin, the priest will declare them unclean. It is a disease. But if the spot stays the same and doesn't spread, it's just a scar from the boil, and the priest will declare them clean. If someone has a burn on their skin, and where it's raw changes into a reddish, white, or white spot, the priest must inspect it. If the hair in the spot has turned white, and the spot seems to be more than something on the surface, it is a serious skin disease that has infected the burn, and the priest who inspects it will declare the person unclean. 
it is an infectious skin disease. However, if when the priest inspects it, it doesn't have white hair in it and it doesn't seem to be more than superficial and has faded, well, the priest is to place the person in isolation for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest will inspect the person again. If then the spot has spread further on the skin, the priest will declare them unclean. It is a serious skin disease. But if the spot stays the same and hasn't spread on the skin but has faded, it's the swelling from the burn and the priest will declare them clean because it's just a scar from the burn. If someone, man or woman, has a sore on the head or chin, the priest shall come inspect it, and if it appears to be more than superficial, and the hair in it has become pale and thin, the priest must declare them unclean. It is an infection producing scabs, a serious disease of the head or chin. However, if the priest inspects the scabby infection, and it doesn't seem to be more than superficial and has no pale hair in it, the priest is to place the person in isolation for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest will inspect the person again, and if the scabby infection has not spread, and there is no pale hair in it, and it doesn't seem to be more than superficial, then the person must shave themselves except for the scaly area. The priest is to place the person in isolation for another seven days. On the seventh day, the priest will inspect the scabby infection, and if it has not spread on the skin, and doesn't seem to be more than superficial, the priest is to pronounce the person clean. They must wash their clothes and will be clean. However, if the scabby infection has spread on the skin after having been declared clean, the priest must inspect them, and if the scabby infection has indeed spread on the skin, the priest doesn't need to check for pale hair. The person is unclean. But if the priest sees that the scabby infection hasn't changed and black hair has grown in it, then it has healed. The person is clean, and the priest must declare it. If someone, man or woman, has white spots on the skin... The priest shall inspect them, and if the spots appear a dull white, it's just a rash that's developed on the skin, and that person's clean. If a man loses his hair and goes bald, he is still clean. If he has a receding hairline and goes bald on his forehead, well, he is still clean. But if a reddish-white sore appears on his bald head or forehead, it is an infectious disease developing, and the priest must inspect him. And if the swelling of the sore on his bald head or forehead looks reddish-white, like a skin disease, well, then he has an infectious disease. He is unclean. The priest must declare him unclean because of the infection on his head. Anyone who has such diseases must wear clothes that are torn and let their hair remain uncombed. They must cover their faces and shout out, Unclean! Unclean! They remain unclean as long as the infection lasts. They have to live alone somewhere outside the camp. The following regulations relate to any material that becomes affected by mold, such as wool or linen clothing, anything woven or knitted or made from linen or wool or anything made of leather. If the spot is green or red on the material, whether it's leather, woven or knitted or some other leather item, then it is infected with mold and must be shown to the priest. The priest must inspect the mold and place the item in isolation for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest shall inspect it again, and if the patch of mold has spread in the material, whether it's leather, woven, or knitted, or some other leather item, then it is a harmful mold. The article is unclean, whatever it's being used for. The priest is to burn it, whether the effective item is wool or linen or leather, 
Because the mold is harmful, the article must be burned. However, if when the priest inspects it again and the patch of mold has not spread, then the priest shall order that the effective item be washed and placed in isolation for another seven days. Once it has been washed, the priest is to inspect it again, and if the item with the mold hasn't changed how it looks, it's uncleaned. Though the mold hasn't spread, you must burn the item, whether the mold damage is on the inside or the outside. If the priest inspects it and the patch of mold has faded after it's been washed, he's to cut out the affected part of the material, whether it's leather or woven or knitted. However, if the mold comes back, then it is spreading. In that case, you must burn the affected item. If the mold disappears after washing, then have it washed again, and it will be clean. These are the regulations regarding what needs to be done when mold contaminates wool or linen material, whether woven or knitted or any leather item, as to declaring it clean or unclean. Leviticus chapter 14. The Lord told Moses these are the regulations regarding those who have had a skin disease when they are declared clean, having been brought to the priest. The priest must go outside the camp and inspect the person. If the skin disease has healed, the priest shall have two ceremonially clean birds brought to him, also some cedar wood, crimson thread, and hyssop, on behalf of the person to be made clean. The priest will order one of the birds to be killed over a clay pot filled with fresh water. He will take the live bird, together with the cedar wood, crimson thread, and hyssop, and dip them in the blood of the bird that was killed over the fresh water. He will use the blood to sprinkle seven times the person being made clean of the skin disease. Then the priest will declare them clean and let the live bird fly away. The one being made clean must wash their clothes, shave off all their hair, and wash themselves with water. Then they will be ceremonially clean. After that, they can enter the camp, but they must stay outside their tent for seven days. On the seventh day, they must shave off all their hair, their head, beard, eyebrows, and the rest of their hair. They must wash their clothes and wash themselves with water, and they will be clean. On the eighth day, they are to bring two male lambs and one female lamb, all a year old without defect. A grain offering consisting of three-tenths an ephah of the best flour mixed with olive oil and one log of olive oil. A log is a little less than a pint. The priest who conducts the ceremony will present the person to be made clean to the Lord, along with these offerings at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The priest will take one of the male lambs and present it as a guilt offering, together with the log of olive oil, and he will wave them before the Lord as a wave offering. Then he will kill the lamb near the sanctuary where the sin offering and burnt offering are killed. The sin offering and the guilt offering belong to the priest. It is most holy. The priest will put some of the blood from the guilt offering on their right earlobe, on their right thumb, and on the big toe of their right foot of the person being made clean. The priest will pour some of the log of olive oil into his left palm, dip his right index finger in it, and using his right index finger, sprinkle some of the olive oil seven times before the Lord. The priest will then use some of the rest of the olive oil remaining in his palm on the person being made clean and put it on top of the blood of the guilt offering. This will be on their right earlobe, on their right thumb, and on the big toe of their right foot, on top of the blood of the guilt offering. What is left of the olive oil in his palm, the priest will put on the head of the person being made clean, and then make them right before the Lord. 
The priest will sacrifice the sin offering to make the person right, so they are now clean from their uncleanness. After that, the priest will kill the burnt offering and offer it on the altar, together with the grain offering, to make them right, and they will be clean. But those who are poor and can afford these offerings must bring one male lamb as a guilt offering to be waived to make them right, together with a tenth of an ephah, the best flour mixed with olive oil for a grain offering, a log of olive oil, and two turtle doves or two young pigeons, whichever they can afford. One is to be used as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. On the eighth day, they are to take them to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting before the Lord so they can be made clean. The priest will take the lamb for the guilt offering together with the log of olive oil and wave them as a wave offering before the Lord. After he kills the lamb for the guilt offering, the priest will take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the right earlobe of the one being made clean, on their right thumb and on the big toe of their right foot. Then the priest will pour some of the olive oil into his left palm and using his right index finger will sprinkle some of the oil from his left palm seven times before the Lord. The priest shall also put some of the olive oil on his palm on the right earlobe of the person being made clean, on their right thumb, and on the big toe of his right foot, in the same places as the blood of the guilt offering. What is left of the olive oil on his palm, the priest will put on the head of the person being made clean, and then make them right before the Lord. Then they must sacrifice one of the turtle doves or young pigeons, whichever they can afford, one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering, along with the grain offering. This is how the priest will make the person right and clean before the Lord. These are the regulations for those who have a skin disease and can't afford the usual offerings to make people clean. Then the Lord told Moses and Aaron, When you get to Canaan, the land I'm giving you to own, if I put some mold into a house there and contaminate it, the owner of the house must come and tell the priest, It seems my house has something like mold. The priest must order the house to be emptied before he goes in to inspect the mold, so that nothing in the house will be declared unclean. Once that's done, the priest is to go in and inspect the house. He will examine the house and see whether the mold on the walls is made up of green or red indentations that go under the surface. The priest shall go out of the door and seal the house for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest will return and inspect the house again. If the mold has spread on the walls, he will order the affected stones to be removed and disposed of in an unclean area outside the town. Then he will order all the plaster inside the house to be scraped off and dumped in an unclean area outside the town. Different stones must be used to replace the ones removed, and new plaster will be needed to replaster the house. If the mold returns and affects the house again, even after the stones have been removed and the house has been scraped and replastered, the priest must come and inspect it. If he sees the mold has spread in the house, it is a harmful mold. The house is unclean. It must be demolished, and all its stones, timbers, and plaster must be taken and dumped in an unclean area outside the town. Anyone who goes into the house during any time that it is sealed will be unclean until the evening. Anyone who sleeps or eats in the house must wash their clothes. However, if when the priest comes and inspects it, and finds the mold hasn't reappeared after the house was replastered, he shall declare the house clean, because the mold is gone. He will bring two birds, cedar wood, crimson thread, and hyssop, to make the house clean. He will kill one of the birds over a clay pot filled with fresh water. He will dip the live bird, the cedar wood, crimson thread, and hyssop, in the blood of the bird that was killed, and the fresh water, and sprinkle the house seven times. He will make the house clean with the bird's blood, the fresh water, 
the live bird, the cedar wood, the hyssop, and the crimson thread. Then he will let the live bird fly away outside the town. This is how he will make the house right, and it will be clean. These are the regulations for any infectious skin disease, for scabby infection, for mold on clothing and in a house, as well as for swelling, rash, or spot. They are used to decide whether something is clean or unclean. These are the regulations regarding skin disease and mold. Reading these chapters, it's clear that the priests had huge responsibilities in not only uh, spiritually caring for their congregation, but also physically. And uh, interestingly enough, I at one point had a mold remediation company, and when I'd go on inspections, I could open the front door and tell that that house was unclean. And uh, maybe some of you have had issues with mold and black mold, red mold, green mold, but uh, it can make you very sick. It can even kill you. Uh, So, you know, they were dealing with it then, and we're still dealing with it today. Now, sin, that's a different story. Uh, In Leviticus, Moses calls on God's people to be men and women of conscience and conviction. They are also to recognize that their faith affects all of life. Tedious health laws were set down by Moses not only to produce a healthy nation, but also to let the people know that God was involved in all of their life, not just the spiritual things. The long-involved laws about leprosy helped protect the people from the highly infectious condition. However, leprosy was also a word picture that explained the devastating and disfiguring effects that sin has on a person. As leprosy kills the nerves, desensitizing one, so sin blunts the conscious and ultimately destroys. Looking deeper, sin is deadly. The leper had to tear his clothes, just as those mourning the dead. This action spoke of sin's deadly effect on the sinner and those around him. Sin is infectious. Lepers had to cover their lower part of their faces for fear of spreading the disease by coughing or sneezing. Sin, too, is highly contagious. Sin isolates. Lepers had to live apart from the rest of the community. This speaks of how sin tears us away from those we love and long for. Sin, like leprosy, numbs us to reality. The symbolism of leprosy reminds us how sins desensitize us, just as leprosy deadens the nerves that protect us from hurting ourselves. Sin need not be terminal. Even the despicable illnesses in the wilderness could be treated and cured by our Lord. And I soon will bear witness of my testimony, and I can confirm without a doubt The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord, because you have provided salvation from my sins, even though I don't deserve it. Forgive me of my sins and make me white as snow. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus.